Welcome to the Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center podcast featuring Reverend Dahlia Adams. You may visit us online at unityvacaville.org or you may visit us in person at 350 North Orchard Avenue in Vacaville, California. And now, here is Reverend Dahlia Adams. Welcome. My name is Reverend Dahlia, and I am so honored to be here with you today. So in the year 2023, we've been coming back to the question of how shall we live once we recognize that the divine expresses through us, if you will, if we are children of God, depending on which languaging you prefer. How shall we live if we wake up in the morning, look in the mirror and see that divine light shining through us? How do we go through the day? How do we live? What do we do? What do we say? How do we show up? And for a while we focused on faith and the importance of faith and how we show up and how faith changes everything, absolutely everything and how faith can manifest in so many different ways. At one time, faith was believing in a man, a white man in the sky with a beard and a checklist, and how now faith is the faith in that divine presence within me and around me. So we continue with this question, how shall we live? And today I want to talk about joyous expectancy. There was a time when I first found unity. And I took prosperity classes and I was on fire with the whole idea, all of the principles I was being taught. I was on fire with the possibility that within me there was a power power of God that can express through me. And in one of those prosperity classes, I was able to manifest. I was new in Florida. I had just moved there, and I wanted a house on the water. And I was able to manifest that against all odds. I didn't have a job. I didn't have a work history for over seven years. I was in debt. Um, On and on and on, there were a thousand reasons why I shouldn't be able to get a house on the water. But it manifested in my life. I did end up having that that was my heart's deepest desire. And it was, it's a great story. I've told it a thousand times and people go, ooh and ah. But The biggest thing for me in that experience was not so much the house on the water, but it was the consciousness with which I moved through that experience. There was an expectancy on my part that my good was now unfolding, that something wonderful was happening And if it wasn't going to be this particular house I was looking at, it would be another or something even better. And so there was a 
a joy in the process. It was stress-free and joyous, playful. It was just wonderful. And as much as I was amazed by the physical manifestation of the house, what stayed with me even more powerfully that there was a way of living that was so opposite from my experience in the American culture. There was a way of living that was not stressful, that was joyous, that had a positive outlook, an expectancy of good. And in all of that, in that consciousness, it was really easy to let go of anything that might be stressful or worrisome. So I want to talk about joyous expectancy today because it's worth talking about over and over and over again because in answer to the question, how shall we live, I believe that it would be great if we could always live in joyous expectancy. Expectancy is not the same as expectations. In fact, it's just about the opposite. Way back when, when I was first discovering alcoholism, not my own, but a family member's, I had all kinds of expectations going on. I thought that if I said the right words or made the right arguments or explained myself clearly enough that the alcoholic in my life would stop drinking because it would just make sense to do so. And it didn't happen that way. But I hung on to those expectations and they made me crazy. They really made me crazy. According to Google, ex expectation or expectations are a belief that someone will do something or achieve something. Again, what I was sharing in my own experience, I thought if I found the right words, that this person in my life would change, that they would become sober. Another bit of wisdom from the internet is that expectations are one of the main causes of frustration, bitterness, and disappointment. And this I really liked. I found it on the internet, but I don't know who said it. Expectations are premeditated resentments. <clears throat> and I really experienced that. I mean, I had these expectations. I did all the steps that I thought were needed and necessary to have my expectations come into being. And I put in all that effort and nothing happened and my resentments grew and grew and grew. So we are not talking about those kind of expectations. Back at that time in my life, I found Al-Anon as a pathway out of that way of thinking and out of that way of being and out of all of those resentments. And there was a booklet that I would read every day called One, a, one Day at a Time in Al-Anon. And in it, at one place, it, it 
wrote, my search for peace of mind will bear fruit if I stop expecting and relax into acceptance. And we were taught that that acceptance is not a stamp of approval. It's not saying, you know, I'm good with this. What it is is simply accepting that this is what is going on. Accepting that it might be out of my control. Accepting that my expectations will probably not change anything. Expectancy, on the other hand, refers not so much to specific expectations, but a state of consciousness or a state of thinking or knowing, <clears throat> excuse me, a state of thinking or knowing that something will happen. I was just talking to a friend about this, and when I was on researching ideas for this talk, I came across life expectancy charts. And these are not hard and fast. If my life expectancy based on a, a lot of parameters is that I will live to 80, there's no guarantee of that specific outcome. <clears throat> but the, the general idea is powerful enough and true enough that insurance companies put an awful lot of money into that expectancy. It is mostly true most of the time. And it allows for planning. It allows for envisioning a future. It allows insurance companies to offer policies to people. So an expectancy is different from if I find the right words, you will stop drinking. An expectancy would be more like if I do what is mine to do and believe in the ultimate good in the universe that despite how awful this seems right now, there is good unfolding. Despite of what it seems like, given the specifics, there is the possibility of good, even in this. So the expectancy of good and the willingness to let go of the details and rely on that expectancy, it's a very different experience. It's the opposite of crazy-making. It becomes the foundation for inner peace. So joyous expectancy, that's in the spiritual realm. I don't know how much insurance companies are concerned about joyous expectancy, but here at Unity, or those of us on a spiritual path, joyous expectancy is a wonderful gift that we can give to ourselves. It's a state of mind. It's a consciousness that is based in faith. It's a consciousness based in, quote, the assurance of things hoped for. In the letters to the Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 1, 
They define faith as the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. So living in that assurance or living in that conviction or living in that faith and by doing so, not blocking our joy. Joy, after all, is the presence of God. Teilhard de Chardin said that joy is the infallible evidence of the presence of God. So with expectations, I can block my experience of that divine presence. When I instead I am in the state of mind that is based in faith, I remove those blocks and I can experience the joy that comes with that awareness of God presence or divine presence or the power of the universe, whatever languaging works for you. In joyous expectancy, I think the best way to really capture it is a state of mind or a state of consciousness based in knowing God. That takes it beyond faith. It takes it beyond the assurance and the conviction based in knowing God. And that's so hard to describe or capture, but knowing God is different than knowing about God. Knowing about God is good, but knowing God is different. I can know my son. I know him. I also know about him. I know how old he is. I know where he works. I know what kind of car he drives. I know what some of his dreams are. That's knowing about him. But knowing him is a much deeper and more powerful experience. So when we know God, that is the consciousness that opens us up to joyous expectancy. There is a teacher and author that I find very, very inspiring, and I keep coming back to books he's written, and he's written many, so it'll take me a while to get through them all. He is the person who founded and was the leader of the Infinite Way movement. He was with us from 1892 to 1964. And if you haven't read any of his books, they're amazing. They take a little bit of, you linger with them. You can't rush through them, let me put it that way. But anyway, he wrote a book called Invisible Supply. And in that book, he was telling his own story of you know, when he started out in the spiritual work, he was a healer and he was gifted with the ability to heal people from all sorts of ailments. So he had a large following of people who would come to him and financially he was doing well. He was supporting his family and then for a reason that I don't remember, he moved from that original location to a new location 
And people kept coming to him, and he kept doing his healing work. But financially, he was stumbling, and he was having a very, very difficult time taking care of his family. And this troubled him because he had been teaching people about the infinite supply that is of God. And here he was, he was doing God's work. He was teaching abundance and prosperity, and he was hurting financially. So he pondered this. He kept asking himself um, what was going on. And at one point he had written, knowing statements of truth about God and knowing God are different things. And pages later, he wrote that it came to him finally that the struggles he was having were a sign that he did not know God. He wrote, evidently, I do not know God. So he started from the beginning acknowledging what he knew about God, but setting the intention and doing the work of coming to know God. And much of that work was in his reflections of meditation in the silence, and then how he wrote about it afterwards. But his intention, his purpose for a while, was simply to come to know God. And what he came to know is that God is the I am, that I am. And so that oneness with God no longer became a concept or an idea. He no longer thought of himself as connected to God, the way puzzle pieces can be connected. But those puzzle pieces are separate, so they can connect. He came to understand in a deep and profound way his oneness with God, and through that came to know, came to know God. He wrote at one point, all of the God mind is the human mind. All of the God soul is the human soul. All of God's supply is the human supply. All of God's love is human love. Notice how different that is from saying, there is a divine spark within me, which is true. But it's just a small piece of the truth. According to Joel Goldsmith, all of the mind of God is my mind. Not a part of the mind of God. Not a little drop of the mind of God. Not a hint of the mind of God, but all of the God mind is my mind. All of the God soul is my soul. All of God's supply 
is my supply. All of God's love is the love that I give. <clears throat> That's profound. That's worth repeating and sitting with, meditating on. Because it's so easy for us human beings who see things in parts, who see things in se sections, who easily accept the idea of this is mine and that is yours. Or this is me and you are the other. If Joel Goldsmith is right, then there is only oneness. And all of God expresses as me right now, not just a tiny piece. All of God's supply is mine. <clears throat> it supports me, it upholds me, it provides for me. All of God's love is the love that moves through me and expresses as me and unfolds me and is me. If that is the only thing on my spiritual path that I were able to know, if that would be the only thing, that would be enough. That would be more than enough. And as it is, I grasp it for a moment. And then I'm back into separation. And then I grasp it again and maybe hold on to it just for a little bit longer. Then fall back into that consciousness of separation. But for Joel Goldsmith on his path, it changed everything in his life once he came to know God in this way. He wrote later on, I awaken with confidence, rejoicing in whatever work is given to me. I do it not to earn a living, but with joy and gladness. I let it unfold as the activity of God's expression through me. So he went from a state of worry and concern about not being able to provide for his family to starting each day with this confidence in doing the work that is God expressing through him. So for me, what, what all of this brought <clears throat> to me were the words, seek first, to know God, and you or I can live in joyous expectancy. And I wrote that down, and I'm there, oh, I just plagiarized, because Jesus said many years ago, seek first the kingdom of God, and all else will be added unto you. That's what that saying of Jesus means, know God first. And then there is nothing else to do. Just live that knowing. Be in that knowing. Be in that kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is simply the consciousness of knowing God. 
And so I'd like to end with a quote from Dennis Merritt Jones. He's the author of a book called The Art of Abundance. He was also someone who attended the first Unity Church that I attended. And Dennis wrote, Your consciousness goes before you to announce your coming. It determines how you will shape your life. So what we've been saying is, if our consciousness is a consciousness of joyous abundance, joyous expectancy, I'm sorry, then that will shape our lives. That will create all that we want to be, all that we want to do, all that we want to have. So once again, your consciousness goes before you to announce your coming. It determines how you will shape your life. And so it is. We hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support this podcast, you may do so at unityvacaville.org.